The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Welcome to the show. It is Tales of Sports and Whatever. My name is Steve Warren. Jim Jerome joining me as always. Jimmy's in Edmonton. I'm here in the nation's capital. And of course, it's all about, it's a daily show going off every weekday. And again, sports, whatever. James, how are things? Well, Stevie, I may go broke today. Oh, no, why? Yeah, yeah you know what I did? Um, and by the way, when I'm, I'll preface this. I, I don't get paid for followers, okay, on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, so it's minus 19. Uh, you know, I have a little relationship with uh, some homeless guys at my Tim Hortons. I, I put on my Twitter today and my Facebook and my Instagram. Uh, for everyone who follows me, and, and again, I don't get paid for followers. It doesn't matter. Everyone who follows me, I'm going to give a buck to these guys. You know, I'm, I'm always looking for something a little different than, than a bunch of charities. Uh, so I think, I think about 15 minutes ago, Steve, I had 450 followers. So I'm going to do it for the day and then uh, spread this money out to these homeless guys. I think 15 minutes later, I got, now I got 480. So way to go, folks. Way to go. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to use the money I'm beating you with. Okay. That, with the, with the hockey. I'm up 60 now, by the way. Uh, you gave me the easy bet on the Oilers over the Sens. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. if you're, uh, if you're here, well, you'll hear this the next day, but maybe I'll do it till the end of tomorrow. At Jungle Jerome, follow me and we'll give some dough. Nice. Very nice. Donating to the homeless. Um, I, I think for all the stuff I worry about in the course of a week, I certainly thank God that I got a warm home to live in in the wintertime. A lot of those folks definitely have it crazy tough. Can't even imagine Edmonton. My God, cold, so cold. It's a very nice idea. But let's launch in today. Got lots of things to get to in the sporting realm. Um, I think the one that grabbed me the most is the Sens. I think they're getting famous now around the NHL. Most of the time, people don't even think about the Sens. But I think uh, they're getting attention just for how uniquely poor they have started the season. They've played 10 games, 20 points up for grabs. They've managed three. Three points. That's a 150 points percentage on the season. Put in perspective, the Sens in their expansion year in 92-93, one of the worst teams in the history of the game. They finished the year with a win percentage of, uh, or points percentage of 143. So they're not far off the worst team, one of the worst teams of all time in, in terms of the first two, 10 games. So they're making moves. They're making moves. Right. Your Oilers beat them up the other night again. Sens played okay. Just moments of calamity got them once again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they've decided to make some changes. They've got Braden Coburn on waivers. They've decided to bring up Eric Brandstrom, young Swedish defenseman, who uh, has been down in Belleville doing nothing but practicing because we don't know when the Belleville Senators are actually going to play hockey again in the American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's called up. He's on the taxi squad, and most people think he's uh, got a good chance of starting tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Derek Stepan, another guy, another veteran they brought in, supposedly on the trade block. So all these things are uh, simmering as the Sens after 10 games are clearly not content with the roster as it lies. So what do you think? So why are they why are they so bad, Steve? And why I got to go back to uh, interviewing Gordy Wilson, Woody, my good buddy, 
uh, when we had him on before the season started. And he said, this will not be a very good year for the Sens. So how come, Steve, it was never going to be a good year? Did it, Like over the last couple of years, were, were their, their draft picks just, you know, no good? Uh, I'm not, and you know what I mean? I'm not talking about their on-ice play right now, but, but, but why is it so bad? By their own admission, they trashed the team. Like Eugene Melnick, back in the late summer, early fall, gave an interview to Bob McCowan on his podcast, and he said, no one's ever trashed a team the way we have. They acknowledged after 2017, the following year went in the toilet by Christmas, and they said, you know what, we're going to start blowing this team up, and they traded to all their superstars. No one's ever blown up a team or trashed a team the way we have, and so they entered a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And for the last three years, they've uh, they've been – well, without stars for the most part. Right. And slowly but surely, they're inserting uh, draft picks into the roster, starting with Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, Colin White's coming on. Mm-hmm. And so all these young players are coming in. And uh, the last three years, they've been terrible. They've been in the bottom two positions overall in the league the last three years. So this year, people thought they might take a step forward when, in fact, they're worse than ever, at least through the first two, 10 games. So that's why they are in the state they are. Uh, they have these young players who are coming on, and they're the guys that are driving the bus right now. Pierre Dorian brought in a bunch of veterans, and too many of those veterans are not performing well, including the two crown jewels, the guys uh, he brought in, like Matt Murray. Mm-hmm. He's the starting goalie. He's already uh, seven starts into a four-year contract, and he was on the bench for a second straight game. Both games in Edmonton, he was on the bench wearing a ball cap to start right. the game. And uh, then the other one is Yevgeny Dadanov, another big free agent signing, and uh, he's done nothing offensively, almost no production. So all these veterans they brought in have not accomplished very much at all. So that's the state of the sense. So where did it start with Carlson exiting? Well, it was first Carlson, and then it was almost a full season later, near the end of that same year, where they made some more purges like Matt Duchesne and mm-hmm. Mark Stone. J.G. Paja went out the, the door last spring, so... Yeah, Carlson started it. It wasn't his fault, though. So do you blame them, Steve? Are you blaming someone here for for setting us up for a bad three years ahead? No, no, I think I think the rebuild was a great idea. Um, but they're not making good decisions in the veteran department. And, and combined with that, stuff that's not, a, not of their own doing to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not this bad. They were just l- brutally prepared for the season because of the COVID thing. A 10-month off season doesn't do anyone any good. Um, no exhibition games, that ain't helping. And you turned over half the roster. A lot of the decisions weren't very good, but even if they were good, um, that level of turnover is going to affect your ability to get everybody on the same page. Right. What a drag. What a drag yeah. as a fan. You know, now, and now what? So they've got Braden Coburn on waivers. All right. And uh, you've got a guy like Derek Stepan, who apparently, according to Nick Kiprios, is on the trade block. There's two guys, for example, that just three weeks ago, they thought were, yeah, they're going to be part of this mix, and now they're totally expendable. Meanwhile, three weeks ago, there was a kid named Rudolph Balsers they got from San Jose, and he was a point-of-game guy in the American Hockey League. He's 23, and that was a guy I was excited about as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they had too many prospects, so they had to put a guy on waivers, and off he went. Instead of keeping him around, uh, they protected guys like Braden Coburn and mm-hmm. Derek Stepan, who as of today, three weeks later, are now expendable. So 
it's a total misread in a lot of cases as to what talent level some of these vets have had simply by putting them in the roster, but compounding things by letting good young prospects walk by way of being claimed off waivers because you're protecting these other two guys. Well, you know what uh, might be, so I watched the game last night, right? They've been in town here, right? With, with the Oilers. And, uh, it may be for the first time, see, when a team's in trouble, okay? I, I do know this from talking to all my, you know, my ex-Oiler buddies a lot, you know, a lot of the time. I'd say, do, do the players, when, you know, when the, do, do they get to have any say when a team's going bad to sit down with the coach and, and the coach may ask them going, what do, we, we got we to move some guys around, maybe trade, trade someone. To, you know, who do you guys think I should, you know, who, who, who should I move? Who should play on what line, you know, the, and, and the coach might ask the players, right? The veteran guys. Ottawa, it may be the first time, Steve, okay, that they ask the rookie that question, Stutzla, because that, that guy was fantastic last night. Did you watch it? I don't know if it was a late game for you, so maybe you didn't get to watch it all. But No, I watched it all. I've seen all the games. Right. He's, he's good, you know? No, no, he's the best player on the team right now. No doubt, right? And so maybe the first time they call him in and go, "Okay, who who do you who do you what, what line should we do? Who do you want to play with?" <laughs> you know, you know, which which doesn't happen. I don't think very often where they're going to the rookie. Uh, but well, man, it does happen. But I think, and I think it should happen. I think a good coach will have communication with his players, some of his key guys. Um, I'm not sure that the first ten games of a kid's career. Um, He's only, I mean, he's only been here since the start of January, right after the World Juniors. Right. Um, so he may not be the guy to talk to about chemistry, but in general, though, I like the I like the concept having conversations with your players. If you're a good coach, that's an important communication to have. Right. Guys that you really have a sense have the pulse of the room, who's bringing it, who's a jerk, um, you know, all that. You don't make that the entirety of your decision, however it does contribute to your decision. And uh, a good coach who's not paranoid, a good coach who's not power hungry, I think uh, would and should have that conversation with some of his key players. You know, the, the goal he scored last night, uh, did he get two tallies or just, or one? He had one. Okay, so that goal he scores, okay, last night, there, there was no luck involved at all in what he did. The guy did about four, okay, superstar moves in this uh, for that goal okay first of all he gets free all right he gets free he he uh takes keeps the keeps the pass okay so he sets himself up gets free sets himself up gets open for the pass okay to to feed him gets the pass stevie blindside over his left shoulder kind of moving right keeps it on side Okay, keeps it on top, feathers it onto his stick, makes a move. Okay, but a boom, but a bing, and fires it five hole. Okay, picks it, picks the five hole to do it in close. You know what I mean when I saw that thing? That guy did so many superstar things in in one foul swoop. You know, I'm like this this kid's exciting, and the announcers oh, got yeah. excited about him too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he oh, did. I, I'm okay. absolutely. I know what you mean. The uh, the skill level the uh, foot speed both off the charts with that kid. And, uh, and I, I, I said it after the game on social media, I was saying, okay, well, uh, that was uh, basically two bad deflections and uh, two bonehead plays. And that's your game. And by the way, I think Tim Stutzler is now the best player on the Ottawa senators right now. Yeah. No and, doubt. Uh, 
and he's only scratching <clears throat> he's only scratching the surface like the sheer uh, speed of release on that I mean, he didn't do anything really as far as a move goes he just like had the goalie guessing okay what's this kid going to do and all of a sudden the puck's between his legs and and when you have speed of release like that that's always going to keep goalies guessing and uh yeah terrific goal for sure and uh now it's about a matter of uh, surrounding that guy continuing to surround that guy with the right people uh, the organization tried to surround Stutzla and Kachuk and Shabbat with mm-hmm. what they thought were the right people. In reality, I think that they surrounded them with the best possible people for the price that might fit in salary-wise. We'll mm-hmm. take on lots of cap. That's no problem. we got to get to the cap floor anyway. But uh, financially, it's got to make sense for the guy upstairs. Yeah. I mean, one guy can't can't w- win games for a team. You know, I mean, it takes the team thing. But whatever, whatever is... Uh, I don't know if you have the game sheet, Steve, or if you looked at it, if you want to stand down. How many minutes? I have looked, that- I've looked at it for sure. Um, How many minutes what- did he get, Stutzler? I got uh, the number. It's actually way less than I thought, 15 minutes of ice. Okay. Well, they're jacking that, Stevie, next yeah, game. I agree. Yeah, totally. They're jacking that. And it's not a very good uh, bit of timing because tonight the Sens are taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Um, right now, the Montreal Canadiens are absolutely on fire. Polar opposites, though. My God. So both teams have played 10 games. Yep. And the Sands are 1-8-1. And, and Montreal is 7-1-2. and two. So mm-hmm. polar opposites in terms of their starts. Yeah. And Tyler Toffoli. Oh, my God. Most people around the NHL would know the name. Maybe they, I don't want to say disappointment. But the guy was a two-time 50-goal scorer for the Ottawa 67s, and so it looked like he was going to be a real player, drafted by the LA Kings, and uh, they get traded to Vancouver, and now a free agent signing with Montreal. And never really lived up to that 50-goal billing. Well, oh my God, 10 games in Montreal, he looks like a new person out there. He's uh, played 10 games, he's got nine goals to lead every single player in the NHL. And so Toffoli is a guy... That uh, I don't think he didn't languish on the free agency wire or anything like that, but it wasn't a first day signing. The Habs picked him up on day three or four, I think. So lots of teams could have had Tyler Toffoli, and they certainly would have uh, made overtures had they known he was going to be this good. So it's been that kind of year for the Habs. Everything is turning up roses for them. Now, the uh, other bit of NHL news, and we've been following this one like so many people have, Tony D'Angelo of the New York Rangers. We've spoken at length about some of the goofy things he's done on and off the ice. The Rangers had had enough after apparently there was a physical altercation with goalie Alexander Gorgiev after the Rangers lost on Saturday night. And so they put him on waivers. Enough's enough. We're done with this guy, despite the fact he was the fourth best scoring defenseman in the NHL last season. Mm -hmm. So he went unclaimed on waivers and the Rangers. And then I guess, you know, they're still trying to unload him and, and get him traded somewhere, willing to eat some money as well. And Darren Drager on TSN is reporting today there's no shortage of interest, a ton of interest, since the Rangers declared D'Angelo had played their last his last game for them. That's one of those, because it happens, let's be honest. If you're one of those insiders, you're occasionally going to be fed information that you're probably not loving, but it's always a tit-for-tat situation. You know, you've got certain sources mm-hmm. and they give you information. It helps you as an insider. But every once in a while, that insider is also going to feed you things that help them out. They want to create a marketplace. 
And if uh, one of the top insiders out there is saying, oh, there's tons and tons of interest in Tony D'Angelo, then maybe some GM out there reads that and buys in and maybe bites that hook. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's very commonplace. Right. And this, Although- this, this, this has all the earmarks to me of one of those types of stories. All right. Create, creating news to get to get some action on your player. Uh, right. Although, although Drager is my go-to guy for scoops. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's been, he's been pretty accurate, you know, tough gig too, big pressure, you know? So you, the reason you get that insider thing, Steve, is because you have some success early on in your career as a media guy, right? Where you, you, you come with a couple of scoops and they're bang on. Uh, then the station's going, okay, you're our inside guy. Get out there. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute, man. That is, you know, mm-hmm. I hate, I would hate being that guy, Stevie, you know, hey, it's Jimmy. What do you got for me? Give me a scoop. Give me an inside, you know, but he's really good. He's really, oh, good. he is very good. But yeah. I, th- I, I, f- I fully believe that, you know, these guys have their sources, but every once in a while, those sources are going to, uh, they're going to want a bit of payback for all the information that they're quietly feeding these guys. Right. Uh, it's it's like the it's like the Godfather thing, right? I'll help you out here, but maybe someday you'll do something for me, right? <laughs> sure. It's a bit like that. Sure. And uh, I think that this particular story about Tony D'Angelo, that there's suddenly tons of interest in him. Ah, he cleared waivers. Cleared waivers. You don't go from clearing waivers to there being a ton of interest. In right, to people himself. lining up to get the guy. Yeah. The only exactly. difference, Steve, between the... The Godfather scenario and the hockey insider is, uh, you know, you can do me a favor. I got, you know, I get that. Um, further though, Steve would be, but if you don't, okay, I'm going to slaughter a horse and put it in your bed. Oh no. What? Yeah. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh, I have to, Hell, have to ch- Hell. chat with Darren and see if that's ever happened. To him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a move, Steve, by the Godfather, really back in the day. You know, there's other options, you know, you know, you know, I'll cut you off or you're going to have to pay me money. So I don't, I don't hurt your business or something, you know, whoever went to, no, 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 no. I got an idea. Get get a big Clydesdale and cut him up and put him in the guy's bed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, it sends a clear message, right? That can't happen by accident. There's not somebody there rolling through your bedroom or something like that, carrying a horse's head and just trips and, and then uh, just leaves it there. I mean, there's a reason it's there. It's a clear message. So. Right. What What I wanted to always know, Steve, is how how uh, heavy of a sleeper is a guy that they could sneak a horse into his bed and not wake him up, Steve? You know? How That's a great that, point. Yeah. How did that all happen? You know, maybe you want to start with a mouse or something. It'd be a little easier. I'm like, wow. Well, that guy's a, that guy's a hell of a sleeper, you know? Yeah. We didn't have nearly the sleep technology we have today back oh. in the 70s. That yeah, this, guy just, can, this guy can put Secretariat into bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take our first time out on the show. We're going to be back with uh, more coming up after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. It's 2021. That means Jim K. Ford is now beginning its 40th year helping folks with their automotive needs. 
Like that kind of longevity says a lot. You do not last in business this long without building trust and connections, treating people right, turning first-timers into repeat customers who are happy to spread the word about the great service they always get at Jim K. Ford. Your next vehicle awaits at JimKFord.com. Popeye Supplements is the home of your New Year's resolution solutions. Right now, it's their New Year New You event. Amazing deals like six pounds of PVL whey protein, only $44.99. Popeye's value size of veggie greens and phytoberry are $54.99. Got to get your fruits and vegetables. Popeye's remains open with strict in-store guidelines, plus curbside and online shopping as well. Find your nearest Popeye's at Popeye'sCanada.com. So, a bit of golf news in that uh, they're looking at rule changes. The USGA and the RNA announced yesterday three proposals in six areas of interest involving the modern game. And uh, all of it has to do with the steady increase in distance mm-hmm. over the last century or so. They've had average gains of about 30 yards by PGA Tour players just in the last 25 years and golf courses that keep expanding. And uh, Bryson DeChambeau is um, he's kind of taking some credit for it. He's been pushing the limits of golf with his personal quest for big distance off the tee using the big driver, 48-inch mm-hmm. deal. And uh, one of the things they're looking at is a local rule that could limit the length of the shaft of no more than 46 inches down from 48. Um, DeChambeau didn't really have a ton of success with that 48-inch driver, but he's uh, he's been talking about it here this week, saying, uh, you know, I was kind of, kind of flattered, you know, that uh, they're looking at uh, doing this maybe because of me and my uh, my quest for length. I'm paraphrasing here a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I find it I, I find it phenomenal, uh, just crazy that they're worried about this because last I checked, Deshambeau didn't win everything over the last six months. There was a lot of talk about him, and he did win, but he didn't take the sport and bring it, bring it to its knees, right. did he? Well, I'll tell you, you may not remember you said this because we've been talking about this for a while, right? About DeChambeau, but but you were bang on when you said, uh, listen, no no one's given, they're talking about rule changes now, you know, changing the, the uh, you know, the, the specs of a driver, for example. And then you, you brought up a very good point. You go, well, wait a minute here. The, what the guy is doing had nothing to do with his equipment and everything to do with his utter fierce work habit and dedication uh you know to to getting in shape the guy put on 40 freaking pounds you know uh, of all muscle of straight muscle right and 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 changed his swing you know you know how hard it is to change your swing stevie um yeah so when you bring that you're 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 bang on you know wait a minute this isn't like a guy showing up with a driver and everyone's kind of looking at him what is that you know and they look at it and there's you know, there's a there's a trampoline face on the uh, on the driver with springs in it, and this guy's hitting it, you know, 390 yards. And they look at the equipment and go, "Well, this guy's got completely different equipment." You know mm-hmm. that he invented this thing. So I would understand that. You know, and in fact, they have made some changes. They it was I don't know how long ago though. It's a long time ago, but wedges. Uh, I think Ping came out with a wedge where the grooves were square. Okay, so where they went, if you know what I mean, okay? They were like, a, like you know, the grooves in, a, in the face of a club. Uh, they, were, they were made square, and it, it meant that these guys could spin the ball like freaking crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like if you put sandpaper on the face of your, your wedge, 
you're going to be able to whip the thing back about 40 feet, you know, if you want to. So they got rid of that. And I understand that. They made a change going, okay, that the manufacturers are freaking out here going, wait a minute, we don't have to change our whole, all our clubs. So they got rid of that square group. And it, so, so it equalized it for everyone. I get that. I get that. I don't understand here why you want to stop this guy or stop what he's done, uh, you know, with, with the, the absolute prodigious length that the guy has. You know, he's an yeah. enigma, this fella. And, and now you're taking that away from a guy, you know. Um, you, you know, I, I think what he did or what he's doing is making guys look up or should make them look up going, okay, I, I got I to gotta dedicate more of myself to the game and in the gym and all that stuff. And I, and I think that's good. I think that's good for the game. You know, Al, like Al McKinnis back in the day, Stevie, the guy had, a, a you know, this blistering slap shot. Okay. That everyone got out of the way. You know, it's like he was, he was, you know, busting it way harder, way faster than anyone else can. They didn't come to the guy and go, okay, we got to change something here. Right. It's unfair that and you go, no, it isn't. The guys, you know, worked on his technique and all that stuff. It's like, you know, bats and baseball, Steve, you couldn't, you can't cork them. Okay. So I get that. That's unfair. Right. So we got to, we got to do that. But it's the equivalent of saying, a, a, you know, a guy who can jump over a guy in basketball, Steve. Okay. And, and dunk it from the foul line that you're going, okay, that's not allowed anymore. You know, well, it's not because of the equipment. It's not because he's got springs in his running shoes, you know? So I, I don't like where this is going. I don't know. No, no, nor do I, because it's an assumption. Oh, we're going to go and uh, ban these 48 inch shafts and go to 46 only because, uh, you know, it, they're talking like it's an easy thing to do. You know, that suddenly if you're, if you have a 48 inch driver, well, that automatically means you're going to be 380 off the tee and dead straight. No, no, it's not like that. Keeping it in the fairway is just as important as length. And there's a reason why all the, Guys who go to these long drive competitions aren't PGA stars, right? There's well, a reason they can't because they can't keep a, a, a consistently. They can't keep those types of drives in the fairway. And so, how about we applaud the guys who can? Deshambeau has got a 48 inch driver, and some rounds, man, it looks just unbelievable. But he's also had other rounds where he's not been con- in contention. So. That's the reality of it. It's it's the game's about consistency and keeping it in the fairway. Length is great and everything, but there's nothing automatic about this. Well, uh, how about we how about we applaud these people? How about anybody who complains about it? We invite them. You do it. You use a 48 inch driver and take advantage of all the technology that's out there. And if you can do it, we'll applaud you too. Here's the real. So they're saying. Uh, the headline, Bryson may be the reason that the RNA is looking at changes in golf, okay? Uh, because of the 48-inch driver. So when you read that, you're going, okay, I guess this 48-inch driver is giving this guy, a, a, you know, a huge advantage. You, you read along the piece a little further, Stevie, and he goes, yeah, the 48-inch in, driver doesn't work for me. So, like, oh, okay. so what are we talking about? What are we talking about here, okay? Here's the other thing, Steve, Okay. The guy doesn't win that often. Okay, he right. won the U.S. Open. He won it by a bunch of shots, and he, he was bang on. He had the great week, and he was ripping it. This is where this all came to light, right? Where they're going, okay, this is crazy. You know, the guy won a major with this, with this length. But he's not Tiger Woods here, Stevie. No. Right? 
It'd be a little different if Tiger, you know, when Tiger was on a roll, winning four or five times a year, Steve, okay? And maybe, you know, maybe beyond that on some years that they might look at this thing going, okay, we got this guy running away. This could be trouble, you know? This could be trouble if we, if you, you know, you only got one guy winning two, but they never did. It was fantastic for the game. Yeah. So it's really, it's really dumb that, okay, Bryson DeChambeau, who, we got to get rid of the 48 inch driver. The guy's never used it. And when he did in practice, he didn't like it. So it's like, okay, yeah. I wouldn't worry Everybody about it. Everybody was talking about it, the Masters, right? The Masters in November. Um, he was favored to win it all. And then he had all kinds of physical ailments going on. He was feeling dizzy, felt like there was something wrong with his stomach. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what he had to say about all that, just to sort of punctuate this conversation. Uh, after taking many tests, he said it was discovered that he, quote, wasn't utilizing enough oxygen when it came into my system and that storing too much carbon dioxide was constricting his blood vessels. So now he's learning breathing techniques. I got an oxygen machine now. I've been working on controlling my breathing every single night before I go to bed and in the morning when I wake up. It doesn't scare me at all since I know what's going on. I will continually monitor it. So, right. yeah, doesn't sound like standard stuff. DeChambeau pretty much does everything off the page. I wasn't u- utilizing enough oxygen when it came into my system. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, so, Bryson, I, I heard you read your statement there. Are you an astronaut or something trying to get ready to walk on the moon? Because <laughs> you got to watch your oxygen. It's a, you're talking about playing a round of golf here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to check my oxygen, my CO2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not playing hockey or anything. You're playing golf. Uh, so it's all dumb. It's all dumb. You know, yeah. uh, we better get rid of the 48-inch driver because he doesn't like the 48-inch driver. So. Yeah, he's not going to anyway. Stupid, stupid. Certainly some dumb components to it. You, uh, and I also want to talk a little bit about this uh, Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. And a bit of history was made today, I suppose. I'm not sure how dramatic it is, mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, Professional Women's Hockey Association Players Association has uh, lined up to become the first team to affiliate with an NHL club, the New York Rangers. Uh, they have basically invited them to host a game. Um, they're going to host a game at Madison Square Garden, and it's called the Dream Gap Tour that they're going to be on, and mm-hmm. this will be a game in that tour. It's coming up February 28th, and it'll be a game between the Professional Women's Hockey Association, I guess two kind of made-up teams and an exhibition game, mm-hmm. and uh, Jaina Hefford, who's the uh, a spokesperson for the Women's Players Association, says it's a major milestone for women's hockey and young girls who aspire to play professional hockey but don't have the option to make it a career today. And uh, right now it's 125 of the world's best female hockey players uh, that's in this Players Association because they effectively boycotted the NWHL. The Mm. Canadian Women's League dissolved and then all these women, tremendous players, decided, okay, enough's enough. This National Women's Hockey League's not really big time or anything. And I think the hope has always been along this lines that they'll get something going with the NHL. So it's a step. I'm not sure how big a step it is, but it is, in fact, a step because, you know, it's the NHL taking some level of interest. The next step maybe I don't know, maybe play a game that's butted up against an actual New York Rangers game, which seems to have a – there seems to be an opportunity for it. I looked at the schedule – so this women's game is going to be February 28th at 7 p.m. 
Well, the Rangers play that afternoon at noon. Mm-hmm. So why why wouldn't you actually play this game, the women's game, like right before the Rangers or right after the Rangers to retain maybe some young fans who are interested in women's hockey, who are at the Ranger game and say, hey, a doubleheader, let's stay and watch the ladies play. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I, you know, the NHL is making a mistake here, Steve, and not, not by allowing them. Uh, the only thing I see here is, okay, we're going to let you play in an NHL arena. Right. That's, that's kind of this announcement, right? And, uh, you know, the, they, they should have looked at that, right, and said, this is not big enough. This is not, we got to do something more than this before we're going to, you know, have a big announcement about here at Wool, we're doing a lot for this women's league. You know, that they got, they got to step up and do more than that. You know? So I would have left that out, Stevie. I, w- I would have left that out of the big announcement today. You know? Oh, it's like button your shirt up, uh, Gary, your, your heart's going to fly out here because of, you know, your absolute, um, you know, massive move and, and relationship with the women's hockey. You know, it's like, you know what I mean, yeah. Steve? That's kind of a joke. Here's what we're going to well, do. We're going to let them play in one of our NHL rinks. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for that tips. You know, uh, it's something anyway. they seem happy with it. Again, Jane Hefford called it a major milestone for women's hockey. So um, I, I guess they, you know, if you're trying to form a relationship and uh, this is what they offer you, I think you do need to be, publicly putting it out there that you are absolutely jacked. Uh, that's, it's just a small step on the way to something bigger. And I think it would be, it would behoove them to not go into this and say like, like what you just said, Oh, thanks Gary. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Your heart's going to burn right out of your shirt there. Yeah. Um, it is what it is, but uh, it's a nice start at least. And I think that's really the only way that women's hockey professionally will really get going is, is if it has the backing of the NHL. Yeah. And they, they think they think that too. They should have gone the one step further, like you said, and 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 made it part of the same ticket. Well, there's no fans anyway, I guess, so that, that does make sense, but um Yeah, eventually it will make sense, but yeah. Right, eventually right, it will, but, but you're right. Probably a probably a pregame thing would be uh I'm I'm trying to think if you had to pick either after the game or before the game. Um give, given it's non-covid, so you're trying to get fans Am I going to go early to watch that game or am I going to stay after, you know? Uh, I would I'd put it after. before if I could. Oh, I put it after. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, we're at odds on this one. You go after. Oh. I'm going before. What a controversy. <laughs> Let's take a time out of the program. We're going to be back with final thoughts and maybe come to blows after that controversy after yeah. these words. Heavy, it's heavy. My job is to get the best deal available to you. With eight companies at my disposal, I have the markets. With our expertise in home and auto insurance, we'll make it easy for you. So put me in your lineup and I'll give you an honest effort. I'm Josh, President of All Insurance Ontario. Text or call 860-6008 and I'll give you the best value. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. I'll reunite your love for driving with a new Ford at Jim K. Ford. Get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model. With great features like available Ford Copilot 360 driving technologies, you'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about their great offers on models like the Escape, Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150 only at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or at JimKFord.com. 
Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted, Neapolitan-style pizza without all the fuss and expense of fine dining. Pico is quick and easy, fresh and healthy, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Craft your own thin-crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings for only $15. Pico. Use the Pico app and save on third-party app fees, 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location, 305 Rideau. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell our home back in the fall, and he sets aside a special budget to help you, helped us, with painting, cleaning, home staging, even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team at glenwalton.com. All right, James, any final thoughts today? Uh, don't spit into your mask, Stevie. Okay? That was Smart. My, that was my opener. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't do not do that. Uh, you know, so, because you got to, well, it's just a bad idea. It's a bad idea. All right. Okay, that's a hell of a final thought. All right, good. Oh it's my. tips. It's life right. tips, ladies and gentlemen, with final thoughts. I like it. We you know what it, it is? You know what my final thoughts are, Stevie? I got an idea. You know how they have a... Blue Jays in 30. Remember they sure. started that deal and now they do Raptors in 30. Yep. Uh, I don't know if they're doing it with hockey games or not, but um, I'm going to do, so you, we did the whole show, right? It's it, it always goes sort of 30, 40, 50 minutes. Sometimes we go an hour, you know, if we get lively. At the yep. end of the show, my final thoughts, I'm going to do SWP in 30. I like it. Okay, right at the end of the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to capsulize Steve. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna abbreviate. I'm gonna footnote. You're gonna take a 30-minute program and break it down and shorten it to 30 minutes into 10 seconds. No, no, oh, no in 10 30 seconds. seconds. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I'm gonna do it in 30 seconds. No, All right. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spitting, spitting Al McKinnis, women. Uh, not fair. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you in our next episode. Okay. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.